It's the Casimir Engine Show podcast. I didn't go, whoa, it's the Casimir all like that. It's a super, super, super special event for you tonight. That's because I'm, I'm recording this at night time. It's pitch black. You're listening to the Casimir That's me. Ka-ka-ka. Hasn't that been done to death? Isn't that so 990? Ka-ka-ka. You think so? It's the Casimir engine. It's not Kakaka. And this is. This is super favourite act of the moment. This is our mate Thierry, a top tune from Thierry. This is Stereo in Solo with City of Lights. Solo. Just follow the night. Follow the lights. Follow the lights. Stereo in solo. Top tunage. It's our Thierry. He's from Paris. 
Hey, we're getting all international on the Casimir Engine Show podcast. Ooh, ah, chicka, chicka, cha. So, we've had bags and bags of rain over the uh, the past three days. It's just stopped. It's just not stopped chucking it down. It's been awful. So that meant nobody, but nobody said, Here, Casimir, what's on the show this week? So I've had to make it up. Um, but we have an extra special show for you. We've got a couple of interviews. We've got an interview with Louise, who's our... She's been made our new international correspondent. And she gave me a call from somewhere where I'd never dreamt anybody would um, call me from. And she contacted... You have to forgive us with the line, because it wasn't the best of reception. She gave us a call on uh, WhatsApp. So I had video. You get the audio bit. And then after that, we've got an interview with my new bezies from Full Moon Coffee Company. They're based in Worksworth. I popped over to their place on Sunday afternoon. I'm a day late letting, letting this one go, eh? Sounds a bit windy, that, Kaz. Um, but, yeah, I'm a day late getting this out into the atmosphere. But I popped over to see Full Moon, and they told me everything that I needed to know about coffee. So we've got that coming up. We've got super new jingles that were created by the uh, the Full Moon Coffee Company junior crew. We also had, um, it was National Album Day on um, Saturday, and I went over to BPM in Derby, and I picked up the Ublex CD, and I picked up um, B-52's album. But the big news is, is um, uh, Casimir Engine Show podcast favourites, Analog Electronic Whatever... They've got a new cassette out. But without uh, any more delay, let's uh, catch up with Louise on the phone. Let's hope that's working because we've got um, a phone call with our international correspondent. Hello. Oh, Louise, you're back. Are you there? Yes. I'm here, can you hear me? Can you yeah, see me? I can hear, and it's Ooh. recording now as well. Oh, is it? Good. You're talking, good. To, you're talking uh-huh. to the world. So, you're our uh, world roving reporter, and I haven't said anything I yet. I haven't said anything yet. Tell us, Louise, where are you? I am in Chernobyl. No way. Oh, yes. Chernobyl. No and yeah. you're, you're, I mean, we're not, we're, not, we're not kidding here. You are actually... There, you're not in a hotel room or anything like that, are you? Oh no, we've lost Louise. The Russians know we're here. I've lost you. Oh no, we're back. I'm back. It's those Soviets jamming the signals again. It's it's them pesky Ruskies. 
It's because I went to that secret listening station and told the world about it. That's now, what it is. I saw that on Facebook Live Did earlier. You? That Did was you? yes. I mean, it, it looked me. massive. How massive was it? Oh, it was just huge. I can't convey how big it was. It was, it, oh yeah, just massive, massive, massive thing that the Soviets it? built. It was, it was a, you know, they, they were checking to see if there were like U.S. missiles and things and and jamming transmissions and things like that. But apparently. They built it, and then by the time the disaster happened, that was it. So they never got a chance to use it properly. So they spent all that money building this massive, massive place, and and that was it. What, and it's it, just been it, rusting away in the forest ever since. It doesn't work because yeah. of the of the nuclear the radiation. Yeah, stuff. yeah, because it's in the uh, it's in the exclusion zone, so um, everything wow. was evacuated. Yeah. So are you, are you in the exclusion zone now? I'm I'm in the thirty kilometres. Oh, the receptions. They really ate us. They're oh, oh, you're back. They do. You're back. Move back a bit here. Um, yeah, I've been in the 10 kilometre zone earlier today, and you have to pass through radiation control on the way out of it. You have to a little machine, like those airport machines where you yeah. stand in and you put your hands up and it swipes around. And if it, if it comes up, you're okay to go. And if it doesn't, I don't know what happens. I think they leave you here, and uh, you know that's it. You, you have to live in the forest with the wild dogs. With the dogs, is it, and there's, yeah. dog, there's dogs everywhere. There are dogs everywhere. Loads of them. There's, there's one over here actually. Which I'll, I'll show you if, the, if it doesn't lose the uh, signal. You might see him behind me sleeping. Oh. are you bringing one back? They're so so cute. Oh, and are they are they just left from when people left? I oh, know the Russians are still checking on us. Oh, you're there. You're back. You're back. Yeah, I think a lot of them have got tags in their ears, so obviously somebody rounds them up and chips them and has them neutered and everything, and they're yeah. obviously, you know, reasonably well cared for. Um, there were some living at the um, the checkpoint um, where they do radiation control when you go into and out of the uh, kilometre zone, so some living there and obviously being fed. These seem to be hanging around the hotel here, so I assume that they kind of get fed somewhere around here. Um, and the rest, I don't, I don't know, but there are lots of them. So and, uh, describe a hotel in Chernobyl. I can't imagine it's like Holiday Inn... Ex- well, it might be like the Holiday Inn at yeah. Glasgow Airport, but... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, it's basic, shall we say. It's Is basic, it? but, um, yeah, but, uh, but they're nice, actually, clean. And how many, um, how many people are on your trip? How many people are there with you? Fourteen. Fourteen, 14 of us. on the trip? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, yep, and um, you might be able to see the hotel in the background. It's, it's a bit dark, but there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fine. yep, got there you. There we go, there's yeah. the hotel, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's very nice, and we're about to have dinner oh, very right. shortly. Oh, well, I won't um, keep We get what we're given. <laughs> we get what we're given, so no choice or anything, but... Um, That'll be interesting to get. And I would would Um, imagine that it's not anything that's grown locally or any cows that are grown locally. It's all shipped in. Well, you'd hope. You'd hope so, wouldn't you, really? But who knows? You might look like the ready brick advert in the morning. (laughs) I might. Oh, the health glow. So are the people from all over the world, all the visitors are from all over the world, yeah? Um, yeah, the, the people on my tour are, um, I think, all from, from England or Scotland. Okay. Um, yeah, but 
we've seen a few other tour groups around and they're obviously from various different countries so yeah. uh, yeah, people from uh, all over the place and do you have to wear a Geiger yeah. counter all the time or are you, are you being um, our guide yeah our guide has a Geiger counter and uh, checks the levels yes so, so uh, how long can you stay there for uh, maximum of two days so we're here until tomorrow and okay. then we'll go back uh, back to Kiev that's the, the maximum you can stay in the in the exclusion zone is there is there a yeah. shop um apparently yes i think we'll go into it tomorrow oh, there wow. is a shop yeah so that will be interesting i need a pencil or a rubber or whatever from from chernobyl <laughs> it's got to be done isn't it there's, there's chernobyl beer if you're lucky no i might bring way. you back some chernobyl beer no. Puts hairs on your chest, literally. <laughs> <laughs> All the women over there have it, don't they? So, hey, this that's is, it, yeah. I tell you what, thanks ever so much for sparing some time. Anyway. That's all right. Hey, and that's good okay, luck. I'm going to go be, and get my... Uh... Be careful. Enjoy your borscht or whatever it is. I will do. And remember, in Soviet Union, television watches you. <laughs> Hey, fantastic. You be careful out there. Sorry. You be careful. Yes. See okay. you later. Signing off. See you later. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye. Thank you to Louise for contacting the show from Chernobyl. Right. If anybody's ever had a phone call from Chernobyl, let us know. How do you let, you, how do you let the Casimir engine know you've had a phone call from Chernobyl? Or you can contact us on Twitter at Casimir Podcast. And then you can uh, get in touch with us through Facebook. That's uh, the Casimir Engine Show Podcast. You put that in the People, Places and Things section, top of the page, or use the new short thing at Casimir Podcast. So what else is on the show then, Cas? Well, as I said at the top of the show... I went over to see my new bezies, Full Moon Coffee. We're going to have some music through the night. We're going to have um, a new track by Daisy Georgia. Um, that's a new track called Soup. We're going to have um, music from Transmission 13. They're a new band um, that have become um, friends of the Casimir Engine Show. And also we've got um, Grawlix because me and regular listener Nige are going to go over to the Quad in Derby and see him tomorrow, which is Wednesday. And we've also got a band um, from uh, Bristol called Second Hand Arms Dealer. And we've got Blood and a Quill that's coming from them. Don't forget, I'll put all the details about all the bands... I'll put them on the uh, Facebook and on the Twitter page. And if you want to follow them, give them a like. Um, you can get in touch with Thierry at Stereo in Solo. I'll stick his details up. Let's have a chat with the guys from Full Moon Coffee. Okay, so I'm with Beth and Tom from Full Moon Coffee Roasters in Worksworth. Hello. Hi. Is that right? Was oh, that yeah. Right? Hang on, yeah. yeah. Was it? Yeah. So that's the first. <laughs> that's oh. first. Welcome to the Casimir Engine Show podcast. Hmm? 
What about company bit? Oh, sorry. Oh, well, okay. Full Moon if Coffee Co. in Worksworth. Yeah. Full Moon full Coffee, coffee Co. Co. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> full Moon Coffee Co. Professional. <laughs> um, I've got loads and loads of questions for you. Okay. Yeah, because I'm fascinated that there's a coffee roasters in Derbyshire, never mind in Worksworth. <laughs> and for, we get a lot of people um, from Lebanon and Ukraine, Finland, all over the world who are listening to this. Um, but um, I swear, the first question is, and it's always the most important one, is what's your favourite colour of jelly? Uh, well, it's got a green, clearly. I, yeah, I was going to say green. Yeah, but, Two greens. But when it's still the cubes, rather than making it into jelly, just chomp through the cubes and then, yeah, good to go. Yeah, oh, yeah, it does taste better before you add the jelly. water. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? I am a green with this one. Green. Yeah. Two, greens. <laughs> Two greens. Although blackcurrant... Raw is good. Blackcurrant. We've not had any blackcurrant before. Oh, there you go. So, strawberry's still streaking ahead, I'm afraid, but oh. uh, we'll stay with the mainstream story. Oh, lime, lime is brilliant. Okay, so we're in Worksworth. Are you from Worksworth? What? Um, well, I was born in Chesterfield. Okay. And I moved to Worksworth when I was ten. Yeah. And then I went to Huddersfield University. Oh, right. And I met Tom. Yeah. And then Tom and me moved back to Worksworth, two thousand and nine. Okay. Are you from work, uh, from Huddersfield? Yeah, so well, yeah, just outside, but yeah, pretty much born yeah. and bred in Huddersfield. Never heard of Worksworth before I met Beth. No way. Yeah. Everybody's heard of Worksworth. You better North. say, North. everybody's heard of Worksworth <laughs> quick because there's people listening on the Worksworth Facebook page. I've not even heard of Matlock, believe it or not. Never really? mind Worksworth. No. Completely passed me by this bit of the world. 
Well, we'd all heard of Huddersfield, so just to make you feel bad. <laughs> I should think so. And now it is, it's massively in the news now. You don't know Jodie Whittaker, do you? I don't know. It's all right. No, okay. Probably not. I was going to say we could change this. Forget about the coffee <laughs> thing, and we could just do Jodie Whittaker. So. Yeah. I've met Patrick Stewart, though. He's the other he's, famous yeah. Huddersfield old boy. Is he yeah. not the... Um, he's the thingamajig of the, the uh, university. Of the university. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's where I met yeah. him. Yeah. yeah? Cool. I'm a big Trekkie. Oh, are you? Oh, huge Trekkie. Can you not tell by the pointy ears and the uniform that I've got? (laughs) Oh, right, that's okay then. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so you grew up in Huddersfield. You met at university. What were you doing at university? I I was doing law, um, which paid off well now for my glittering legal career. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing an art degree. Okay, but I met Tom. When he was working in a record shop, and oh, I became cool. a Christmas temp, and, and the rest is history. history. Yeah. <laughs> what was the record? Is it still there? No, no. Well, it was uh, it was Music Zone, so that chain that oh, went yeah, under yeah. about two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, wasn't it? Yeah. Two thousand and eight, wasn't it? It's was just it? before we moved here. Yeah. So have you got a massive collection of vinyl? Yes, yeah, I've got it. It's behind me. <laughs> I've just noticed all of that. So we could switch off now and just have a look through your vinyl. <laughs> yeah, that's really fine. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what did you want to do when you when you well you wanted to be a lawyer? Well, not really. Oh, um, <laughs> well, of course you're doing lawyer at university. Nobody wants to. Well, it was more your classic case of not really knowing what I wanted to do. Yeah, um, and then fell into doing law because I took a, a temporary job at a solicitor's office. Um, oh, okay, and then jacked that in to go work in a record shop, and yeah, and then just sort of muddled through without any. I've never known what I want to do. Still yeah. don't really. Yeah. <laughs> coffee <laughs> roasting. Well, other than coffee roasting, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what made you? What drove you to being a, a coffee guru? Tom had an operation. Okay. Oh, we've always been into coffee. Yeah. But. And Just drinking. We've always been thinking about maybe having a little business together. And then um, Tom had an operation, which meant he was out of work for nine months, ten months. Yeah. So in that time when he was in his bed, we used to like experiment with coffee beans, like just getting a, a kilogram of raw beans from somewhere and roasting it and then trying it. And then so through that, we worked out which beans we liked the most. And then found out about all the fair trade ones. Oh, okay. And then we gave our friends some and said, oh, why don't you try this? We roasted it in a popcorn machine in no our bedroom. Way. Yeah, popcorn made yeah. it first. Um, yeah. And tried it and said, oh, that's really good. You should uh, do some more. We'll have some. And then we got a bigger machine. A bigger popcorn machine? Oh, right? no. Well, this time it was a proper coffee roaster. Oh, right. But it only did 250 grams at a time. Oh, so it was only little. Very small scale. So that's like one bag. And then from there, our friend said, you know, this is really good. You should sell it. See if you could get onto the Works with Farmers Market and see what happens. And um, so we did. And then got a bigger coffee roaster, obviously. And yeah. now we've got a big proper one and a, yeah. a, a business just because, yeah. Just because just of cause a, we a dream. Yeah. yeah, and just having those 10 months of thinking, now oh, what are we going to do? Because we didn't know that the future of yeah. the other side of the operation. Um, 
So you I cough... hope you got an answer there. Yeah, I think <laughs> I got. Yeah, I think you got one. It was profound as well. You were looking. <laughs> you, you, you were looking to, to say profound. something profound. Oh, and you no, honestly, no, yeah. yeah, smashed it <laughs> at the park. Yeah, in profoundism. That's it. That no one it. will ever match that. Okay, um, when you're based here, I'm trying to grab my coffee. You've made me a cup of coffee, <laughs> and I've got to go right the way around here. Don't spill it oh. on this stuff. Uh, I'll try not to spill it all over <laughs> this electrical stuff. Um, yeah, where are you based then? So, uh, right in the middle of town on St John Street, so the main road through Worksworth. Okay. Um, yeah, we rent half of um, someone's garage, don't we? And yeah, turn yeah. that into a little ghostry. Yeah, it, it all works out quite nicely, so we don't have to go too far for anything. It's all hyper-local. Fantastic. And why Full Moon Coffee? Why was it Full Moon Coffee? Um, so, when we started, um, I, I was up all hours, because I was on the combination of painkillers and, and all sorts of stuff, which yeah. meant I wasn't sleeping anyway. Um, and we also had a newborn baby. Um, so our son, who's now four, um, was knocking on for a year at the time. So we were up in the middle of the night discussing whether to do this or not looking out at the full moon and that's so yeah it comes from there really oh wow yeah. do you know what you probably couldn't even make that up could you <laughs> there's a story behind the brand that is fabulous isn't it your coffee where do, where do you get your coffee from um, so we we tend to have our set coffee which comes from Colombia yeah um, so from um, so a, a group of farms called the Anti Oquia Estates and I've never known whether that's correct pronunciation but I probably oh, right. so if there's any Colombians listening yeah, apologies yeah, yeah. if I've butchered that terribly. Um so that's our um sort of usual coffee for want of a better expression. But then we work with uh, an importer who works with um so we only import stuff from fairly small farms and collectives. So okay. we have the Colombian as our standard bean, and then we try to have a sort of rotating selection to sit alongside it. Yeah. Um, generally based around, so we do a um, stall at the Works of Farmers Market yeah. on the first Saturday of the month, and we try to get a new bean each month so that there's something okay. different and a bit special. For so not giving any secrets away, how do you find coffee plantations yeah, or farmers? Yeah. How do you find them? Just um, on the internet? or No, so we, we work with this importer, so we, we, okay. we try to make sure that we're never more than one step away from the farmers themselves, so we can make sure that we know exactly where the beans are coming from, that the farmers are getting a fair price and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, we, yeah, we've got a good relationship with this importer, who then their job is to go out, meet the farmers, strike up a relationship, and then... Yeah, bring coffee back for us to try, and anything that tastes good, we get hold of and get some in and roast it up. Okay, so what makes what makes for a good coffee? Then what are you looking for in your coffee? Is it the story behind the bean, the farmer, or is it the taste and something different? Um, well, some, remember you're talking to somebody who's I like coffee and I like coffee a lot. Mm-hmm. But I also drink stuff out of a jar. So <laughs> I suppose you might you might want to. Let me know, where, where am I going wrong drinking stuff out of a jar? Well, I, I suppose it depends what you're after, really, because um, there's a risk of being a bit of a coffee snob and telling oh, people right, that something's okay. wrong, which, you know, um, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, I suppose. But um, what what we try to do is make sure that everything that we sell or supply is roasted as fresh as possible. Yeah. So as soon as you roast it, the taste then starts to, to dissipate. And then as soon as you grind it, the taste then dissipates even quicker. Yeah. So the coffee, the instant coffee that's freeze dried, 
Um, there's nothing wrong with it per se, but you're not going to get that same depth of flavour that you'd get from a freshly roasted, freshly ground okay. um, coffee bean. And then in terms of what makes a good question, what makes a good coffee, it depends what you're after really. So different parts of the world tend to have quite distinct flavours. So your um, Brazilian coffees tend to be a bit more chocolatey and a bit spicier. Um, and then as you move up to the sort of South and Central American, you get um, touch more acidity and a bit more fruity um, and a bit less sweet as you move into the Central American bits. Um, but then um, there's all sorts of factors. The quality of it's a bit like wine, really. So the quality yeah. of the soil that the um, that the coffees are grown into, and then the higher up they are above um, sea level, you tend to get more complex flavors. So um, so the soil makes a big difference. And then when they're up higher, uh, they generally tend to be on a mountain, so the water yeah. flows past it. So the coffee beans can't have got time to absorb as much water. So um, that means that the the, sort of the sugars and the complex flavors aren't washed away with that, so they've more time to develop slowly and mature to yeah. perfection, really. Um, but you know, if you're looking for coffee, your best bet's to try and find something that's arabica beans rather than robusta, because they're the, the best ones. From Matlock, it's the Casimir Engine Show podcast.
method of making coffee. Um, a friend of mine, the little Hallam Posse, probably will be listening in at some point. Um, he's 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 a coffee snob, um, but um, he told me about Aeropress. So, so yeah, the one that you drink it now has been made with. Is, oh right, you yeah. can tell. No, I can't. I can't I really th- tell. I, can't I really think Aeropress are brilliant. Well, again, I met somebody else who was all. They, I went into their office and they got an Aeropress um, on the on a like a cabinet at the side on a shrine. Yeah, that kind <laughs> of thing. You know, the, you you always know when somebody's like a bit of a coffee aficionado because they've got a particular mug or you know they've got all the stuff, haven't they? They've got the gear, and he got an Aeropress. I, oh, I've got one of them, and he says, "Oh, yeah, but do you use the inversion method?" And he knew that, didn't he? He just <laughs> knew straight away that I didn't. But there's a different method where you make... And if anybody's listening, Aeropress is like a, a massive syringe, isn't it? You put your coffee in, add some water, and then push it through a filter, and it makes coffee really quite quickly. Yeah, quite quickly, but quite deliciously as well. Yeah, it's <laughs> is, it is really clever. It really kind of takes out the bitter tones, I yeah. think. It makes it a bit nice. But I was always worried because... Um, as soon as you put the water in, it starts dribbling through the filter. But the inversion, inversion method, method yeah. you do it upside down. Then put. Do you know the inversion method? <laughs> That's how this one was made. Oh, yeah. you can tell again. You can tell. I was just testing there. You can actually tell. But um, so, what are we drinking? This is, and I'm not. I'm. I'm not. This is not blowing smoke, you know, or anything like that. But it's really not. And I haven't had milk. And I normally have milk. But I also got told off at a coffee shop for having milk in a filter coffee once. So again, it's um, it's what you like. So uh, okay. So I, I, yeah, I am a bit of a purist. So I don't like anything in mine at all. No milk, no sugar. Um, you know, no pumpkin spice lattes for me. Um, but equally, if that's what you like, then that's fine. But yeah. again, if you if your beans are good quality and have been roasted properly, so some your big chain coffee shops tend to um for my taste anyway over roast the coffee because yeah. it um if you roast it really dark like that it hides some of the impurities and um okay. some of the lack of flavor whereas this because it's nice and fresh and your beans are good quality to start with you don't need to roast it as hard so you get all those you get sort of the natural sweetness of the beans coming through and none of the bitterness that you get with that really dark sort of really fast hard roasting oh no i, d- I don't understand wine at all. I mean, I really, really, you can tell, can't you, just by looking at me that I'm not a wine buff at all. But yeah, and, and as um, either, you know, we're all about um, top, uh, bottom Ken's posh wines, 4 <laughs> no, Oh, no. Kiss Wine. There's some special edition Kiss Wine. Yeah. You know, the um, band. No, who's got Kiss that? Wine in Ken's for £4.99. Right. We'd better really explain nice. Ken's is a, is a small, it's a mega mart type place oh, yeah. in Worksworth. Yes. Yeah, because Legendary the man in Lebanon is thinking, what's top Ken's and bottom Ken's? It's a good supermarket. What well, small I've got, one? I've got Kiss Aftershave. Oh, yeah. Nice. And the I thing. I to imagine what that smells like. Well, the thing on the back, it said long lasting, which I always think the thing you look for in an aftershave. Oh, yeah. You're going to smell of jeans. Simmons for a long yeah, time. After a hard time. day's rocking, you still want yeah, to smell like exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hang on, well, there's a Kiss lyric some... there, isn't there? Hard I don't, I don't know. Any I don't know. Mrs. Engine knows everything about Kiss. Oh, well, everything. Really? She'll be able to put a little bit of input in that bit there. Oh, she will. Yeah, I'll get. Her, I'll edit her in here. So she always tells the story that she's seen Kiss like twenty times, but never in makeup. 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Now you see, that's piqued your interest. Yeah. I've heard it that many times, I'm not bothered anymore. But um, but yeah, she's never seen them wearing makeup. So, but anyway, <laughs> less of the kiss stuff. Okay. But I am going to get yeah. a bottle of kiss wine for Christmas. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was actually yeah, really right. tasty wine. Really? Yeah. Got to get some of that. Got to get Got it some. twice in a row. It's great. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, we were. Well, I'm trying to think where we were before we went <laughs> into the kiss. But oh, no, I'm drinking. Yeah, this is. I wasn't blowing smoke. That oh, yeah, was that's it. it yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm not a wine buff. I like beer. I, I like beer that tastes of beer. But when I drink this one, I can taste fruit. Is that right? Yeah. I can taste like I don't know berries or it's mm. like yeah, a berry. It, yeah. Am I doing all right? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, you can it. taste that. Like, I don't know whether it's because it's not got the milk in. Um, and I've, I don't, I've stopped drinking. It's not. I'm not being interviewed. Here. I'm really <laughs> asking you the questions. But so I've stopped drink, trying to drink as, as much dairy. Yeah, you know, I don't like mm-hmm. as much dairy and stuff like that. But this is. It's not got those bitter kind of tastes that you get. You know, when you open your bag up and it smells great, and you pour it into your percolator or whatever. They always seem to be a bit of a, you know, it's a bit sharp and so. So why is this all fruity and why is it drinkable? (laughs) It's the taste of the bean, isn't it, rather than the taste of the roasting. If that makes sense. But you get a bean. Yes. How do you know what it's going to taste like when it's made into coffee? Well, ultimately, you don't the first time. Oh, you've tried some. Yeah, you have to. So you, um, what we tend to do when we get it first is we try roasting it a few different ways so I suppose it's a bit like when you've got a steak and you, you don't know whether that's going to be a good steak sort of mm. rare or medium rare or, 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 tough or, or well done yeah. or whatever yeah so we yeah we experiment with it through the different roast so generally speaking the lighter the roast you have more of the um, original bean flavours and then yeah. as you go darker you lose some of that and you get more of the roasting flavours um, but then it's different some beans um those tastes don't come out until you get a bit further in. Okay. So it's a little bit of trial and error at first, isn't it, until we hit something that we think tastes Well, like good. the Colombian, we couldn't roast it any more than at City Method because if it was any darker, it just tasted a bit like charcoal. Hang so on, it, you said City Method? Oh, yeah, we use a... We've got... We do it medium, which is like really light roast. Okay. City roast, which is a bit, a bit more roasted... And it's kind of what people expect from a coffee. Okay. Um, and then a wake me up in the morning kind of. Coffee. Yeah, or just it's just yeah that level. Your baseline of coffee, yeah. yeah. So like the medium, lots of. I don't like to say it, but hipsters <laughs> <laughs> like it really light roasted, so you can really people taste it. The people who collect cassettes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you might like it. I love that, I love it. I don't even care what it tastes like, I'm going to love it. Well, there you go. And then we also do a French roast, which is... Oh, right, I've heard of French um, Roasted a lot more. Okay. So, yeah, really dark. So it's darker. Um, same um, same level of caffeine in it all. Yeah. It just tastes different. Um, but if we did our Colombian bean to the French method yeah it just got too dark because it's quite a dark tasting bean at a lighter roast if that makes sense okay so, so we just you, had to experiment do you, do you test them like in your popcorn machine you do like 250 grams or whatever so you find out what your beans are going to taste like at different yeah roasts. although we take we stick with um so the rest we've got now does a, a kilogram at a time but it's a beautiful um 
It's sort of a copper-plated, almost looks Victorian, steampunky kind of thing. So yeah. with levers and funnels. And yeah. Stuff. Oh right. Yeah. So we we use that. Um, we we ju- we commit to a kilogram, and occasionally we have to throw it away because it tastes disgusting. But but we do drink it, so it's, yeah. <laughs> it's in but the I'm kitchen right. there in the corner. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. But then we know what it's going to because the thing it, something can taste different when you've roasted it in the popcorn maker, and yeah. then when you scale that up, it can okay. change the taste. So yeah. we we want to make sure that we know what it's going to taste like when we you know when we commit to it properly. Eight out of ten listeners voted the Casimir Engine Show podcast the best podcast in the world.
So when you buy your beans from your man, mm-hmm. are they are they? In, I, don't, I don't know anything about what coffee beans <laughs> look like until they're coffee beans. Do they look like coffee beans but lighter or whatever? I've seen them in Starbucks. It's, I shouldn't say Starbucks. But <gasps> you know they have like the grades of, and it's like a little bit green and it goes dark yeah. and dark yeah. and dark until it's burnt. Well, they're kind of. It depends. Like for example, Brazilian beans. Yeah. When they're raw, they're quite small. Um, okay. A bit like those barley things that you put in soup. Oh, pearl barley green. type things. Yeah. yeah. And then in the roaster they grow and they get okay. bigger. It's it's weird. Like, um, foot, like, like popcorn. Yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it cracks like popcorn okay. as well when it's yeah. at the right level. Um, but Colombian ones are a bit bigger. The Nicaraguan one that we did, they're quite big when they're raw. Yeah. But they're a bit more like mustardy colour to okay. start off with. So... Are they in yeah. a pod then? Do they come in? So they, I'm really philistine. Um, <laughs> they, they grow in. Um, they're called cherries when. So on the coffee plant, the red sort of red balls. Yeah. Um, and then you split. like a fruit. Yeah, but, but very, very small. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. uh, about the size of a, a grape kind of thing, oh, but right, quite okay. a bright red. Yeah. Um, and then you split that, and you've usually got two coffee beans inside. Yeah. Um, and then they get dried and washed, um, and then so that. Um, that's part of why we everything we do is fair trade because there's quite a lot of work uh, and because of where they grow they tend to be in developing countries so a lot yeah. of that's done by hand so the picking and the splitting yeah. and the drying and everything so it's quite a lot that goes into the coffee before it comes to us and then we do the finishing off and the roasting it up yeah. and getting it out. Worksworth's a fair trade town. Yeah. 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 Matlock's a fair trade town. I think. <clears throat> um, why do we need to buy fair trade then? Yeah, so um, I mean, we, we've so we've got a gold fair trade license, which means that um, all our coffee's fair trade. A hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent of the ingredients yeah. is a hundred percent fair trade. Okay, yeah. um, and then it means we so we can trace all of our coffees right back to the farmer who grew it and when yeah. he grew it, and and trace right through. Um, so we know exactly where everything's come from. And is that part of your? Is that part of the Full Moon brand that you can tell people yeah. about the story of the coffee yeah. bag that they've just bought? And in order for people to still enjoy coffee at the level that they're enjoying it, we're going to have to make sure that it's like sustainable. Yeah. yeah. In a good way and fair trade, and the people the other side get, you know, the the majority of it because people drink coffee. Like crazy, yeah. Whereas if these people don't get paid properly, and then it stops, we're all going to miss out. We're all going to have no coffee. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. not How good. How do you mean it stops? Well, well, if they don't get the money to do it, okay. or any money at all, yeah, or dwindling amounts of money, it's not going to be forever, kind of thing, is it? Yeah, um, it's not sustainable. No, um, and the, the, the good thing about. Um, Fair trade coffee. So by fair trade, we mean the ones that have the fair trade logo and the certified yeah. by the Fair Trade Association. The um, farmers have to commit not just so they get a defined income from the from the sale of the coffee, but they also have to commit to reinvesting that some of that money back into um, organic farming methods and improving things like infrastructure. Because uh, as you say, lots of the coffee comes from parts of the world that have been affected by war yeah. or, or developing. So it means that. Things like the infrastructure of those countries are benefiting as well and improving. Um, And can we guarantee... So I'm buying a a bag of fair trade coffee from Full Moon. Mm -hmm. And can I guarantee that that money's going back to 
Mr. Mr. Coffee Maker or Mr. Coffee Grower in in Nicaragua or was the the last roast from Guatemala? Yeah, Yeah. so so that one was a little bit different. Um, So that one wasn't a fair trade coffee, um, as in it was fair trade as in the money all went back to them, but it wasn't, they they weren't working with the Fair Trade Association. So the Guatemala one um, was working with, and again, Apologies to any Guatemalans, <laughs> <laughs> but there was we have a, loads. Here. Yeah, well, we have loads of them. Yeah, your pressure's on. Um, so uh, this was a charity called um, Codihue, um, A C O D I H U E, um, who were working with. So across Guatemala, they're working with eight hundred women who all lost their husbands during the civil war. Okay. Um, either directly as in they were killed during the conflict, or they had to abandon the country because they were being. Um, hunted down for want of a better expression yeah. so this charity is working directly with those women but um and then so they're helping them develop their farms and, and produce coffee and then the charity is linking up with um importers and, and international sellers so that one's not registered with the fair trade association because they've made the decision to keep it a bit smaller and work directly with this charity um but we used the same importer and did the same investigation method that we do with our other coffees to make sure that nobody, you know, all that money was going straight through that supply chain yeah. and nobody else was yeah. taking a chunk out of it. Because that's always the worry for people who are... Yeah. Uh, and uh, partic- I think particularly with coffee, I think the story's that m- bit more important because it is such a throwaway item now. I mean, mm. you just grab a coffee from the nearest yeah. coffee shop and then you, you kind of go and or whatever... But I think when I read that story, and that was before we'd met, well, we met at the at the festival, festival. it works with yeah. festival, but um, you didn't know who I was. I was undercover then. You yeah. See? That was the important <laughs> I was undercover. Um, but um, I think when I read that, that's, that kind of really is an important part of, it makes you consider where you buy your coffee, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the aim really, isn't I it? So. Yeah. I, I think sure there's a responsibility know. on us as coffee producers and everybody involved with that whole supply chain to make sure that you know the money's going where it should do yeah. and i think um you know nowadays the supply channels are there to make sure that you can do that that yeah. there's no excuse for not doing really no. um, you're listening to the casimir engine show podcast and it's the best in the world. Brilliant. <laughs> do you want to do it again? Yeah. Go on, do, Go it, on. Again. do it one, one more time. time. You're listening to the Casimir Engine Show podcast and it's the best in the world. No more time. <laughs> <laughs> So we've run through the fair trade element of it, but I'm buying um, bags of coffee. Uh, actually, it was strange because I was watching a thing, uh, I think it's on tonight, it's a programme by Simon Reeves, and he's going around the Mediterranean, and they found a turtle, and he'd eaten a plastic bag, and it was a spaghetti bag, right, which is just, it's, it's, and it is so, so important at the moment. So I'm buying the coffee beans from you. What? what the, how did? How did they arrive? What? What do I buy the coffee beans in? Well, we've tried to cut down on as much plastic use as possible. Yeah. And we don't use any in the process of making the beans into coffee beans that you can drink. 
roasting, that's the word, um, because our beans get delivered to us um, in reused, upcycled Hessian coffee sacks that have already been used and then made smaller, sewn up in the corners and sent to us. Yeah. And then... So I imagine when the when the the original ones have been sliced open and all the beans have been thrown in and but then they recycle yeah, those bags. Yeah, like the ones all. we get are like stitched up. Yeah. Um but they're still usable and they're still yeah. fine and then we've passed them on to other people to use as projects and stuff so Okay. Okay. Kind of, um and then every time we get a delivery from our importer. Importer. Yeah. They um, plant a tree in our name to offset the so uh, you know there's no getting away from the fact that we're importing something from the other side of the world which obviously has a carbon footprint yeah, yeah. Uh, any um company that buys beans from this importer the importer then plants a tree per kilogram is it no no it's per, per fi- 10 per kilo- 50 kilograms 50 kilograms to, uh, and the trees planted to offset their carbon footprint of getting these beans and the trees planted in in the in the UK in the UK okay um and then to slash plastic and all that even more our bags that we use um are biodegradable okay that's a good idea so that's another one so if you buy a bag of your coffee and enjoy the coffee drink it all and stuff like and you do it ground and beans yes that's right so i buy whichever one i buy yeah i'm gonna buy beans yeah so buy beans grind them up empty bag stick it in the garden or in the compost bin yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bring. It, so they they do, they do break down, but they take quite a long time. Yeah. Um, okay. So stick it in your compost bin. Yep. Um, and be patient. Or if you bring it back to us. So if you're uh, look. So if you're at the farmers market, bring it back to us yeah. next month. Yeah. We'll take it, it for from a full you. one. And yeah, we'll take we'll it. What a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. And we do um we do the odd sort of pop up coffee stall as well. And um if you get anything from us there, all our coffee cups and, and lids. lids and stirrers and sugar and everything like that's all hundred percent biodegradable too. So that'll all break down and disappear as if it was never there. Okay. It's the Casimir Engine Show podcast. Check out the Facebook and Twitter pages and keep up with all of the news. When I was a kid, um, so we had either camp coffee where it was like a liquid. You can make cakes with it. Yeah. You can do all sorts with it. It's amazing stuff. And don't understand where it came from. It's like brown sauce. I'm sure we've probably used it for brown sauce by mistake. You can still get it in Ken's. No way. Ken's is like a museum as well. But somebody would tell me, no milk after lunchtime. You're supposed to have okay. black coffee after... I'm looking at you as being experts here. I well, don't know. No, I never have I mean, milk. I, yeah, I think it's an Italian. You never have milk at all? No. No. Well, like, I used to. Yeah. I'm like frothy cream, marshmallows yeah. a lot. But then Tom said, nah, you've got to have it without the milk. And oh, then you'll okay. know what you're drinking. Well, I was a bit more friendly than that. <laughs> no, nicer. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You're my wife now. You'll yeah. see what I'm yeah. you. Standing there in front of everybody. And you're supposed to just go, I do. And you get a big reel of, of information about coffee at. You can't do this. Yeah, you know, it, like yeah. when you go on a website and there's 24 pages of terms and conditions. Yeah. And yeah. Like that. But I'm really glad because... Um, now, you know, I can understand why people have it black now. It depends on the coffee, obviously, yeah. but I like it without the milk. Cappuccinos and all that kind of thing. 
I do like a Saturday afternoon coffee. Yeah. Which is <laughs> a latte. Yeah. Probably Tom makes a good latte. Who do you, who do you supply? Where where can we get your oh, coffee? I've written this one down. Oh, right. <laughs> we've got notes. We've got notes now. So there's the pudding rooms, which is near Castington Water. Oh yeah, I know with what a campsite yeah, attached. Yeah, near the knock it down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And you can buy it by the bag there. Cool. So if you're camping and you need some more coffee or you've forgotten yeah. coffee, you can get full moon there. Uh, the Northern Light Cinema in Worksworth. In Worksworth, yeah. You can get it, filter coffee. I've had one in there. Oh, they, yeah. yeah. It's um, Stuart Wielden's scary film night. No, oh, yeah. 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 Mercia, you can get it. It's our yeah. beans in their coffee machine. I had one there. That was my great, great, great granddad's tailor shop. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. cool, yeah. Wow. Again, I, I should, should take over again, no, no, it's all no, no, no. It's about me, me, me. It's going to edit us out completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an interview with the Casimir engine. Um, on St John Street, there's a, a shop which is brilliant. I know we've mentioned Ken's a lot, but yeah. also Dip's shop in Worksworth is fantastic. Okay, where's that? Um, it's... Um, St John Street. Yeah, yeah. So on the near the butchers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, next to the estate agent. Oh, yeah. 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 So you can near buy our coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You can buy our coffee by the bag. There, cool. ground and beans. Um, and then in Derby, there's two places called. One's called Terroir Bistro, and they've just won awards because they're really good food. Yeah. But you can buy our coffee to drink and buy it by the bag there. Okay. And. Um, also in Derby, there's Dubrek Studios. Oh, yeah. And Ublek are playing there oh, on there the go. 21st of December. Yeah. Well, if you go and watch Ublek, you yeah. can go and get a coffee. Yeah. Um, you can drink it there, and I think you can buy it by the bag as well. Yeah. Then in Belper, there's a Fisherman's Rest. You can buy it by the bag. Yeah. Ground and beans. And then uh, you can get it on the internet and delivered to you. Um, through this thing called sourced here, sourced spelt like ketchup, tomato sauce, like sourced here. Okay. Um, so S A U C E D. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so like, it's an online supermarket for things that are made in the Peak District. All oh, right. Okay. And they do a lot of. Um, have they got a Twittery thing as well? <sighs> probably. Yeah, I'll have a look. <laughs> I love a look. Yeah. Or is yeah. that like the hashtag? No, uh, an at sourced at, here. At sourced here. I think they've got a Facebook page. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'll I don't know. Them. I'll find them. Um, oh, and Instagram as well. They do, at okay. sourced here. Yeah. Um, and then you can buy direct from us yeah. and all of our information and chatting at the market, at the farmer's market, which is on the first Saturday of every month. Okay. In the Outside the Memorial Hall. Yeah. In works in works on St John Street, but you've got to look for the full moon banner, which okay. has a big full moon on it, because then you can be sure it's us. Oh right, yeah. So there's another coffee supplier there as well. Oh, okay, but we want to buy from full moon. It's your choice. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but seeing as I'm sitting here with you, we want to be buying from you, don't we? Really? Yeah, it, yeah, it would so be nice. What about our international? Um, listeners, would they be able to buy it from anywhere? Oh, sourced here. Uh, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they deliver, here, deliver oh, right. internationally yet. But um, so any, anybody who isn't 
who is international or not within arm's reach of the Peak District, if they drop us a line through, we're on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. or email us uh, fullmooncoffeeco at outlook.com. Yeah. Um, and we, we so we, we have delivered to New Zealand, Finland, Sweden. Sweden. Oh, okay. um, so we, we Nottingham, Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. a foreign international. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we we can you know we can sort you out if you get in touch. We can work something. Yeah, it, it, lots of people kind of just contact us and then we deal yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, or knock on the door even and knock say, "Have you got any beans?" <laughs> And I sell it on the top. <laughs> Fantastic. I think that's it. Thank cool. you ever so, ever so much for inviting me here. I'll post up all your details on the Facebook page and on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Brilliant. Thanks ever so much. And thank you for the coffee. No worries. Well, thank thank you. you for coming. That's, it's been an <laughs> it's experience. It's like a demon out there as <laughs> yes. well. It's horrible, isn't it? Horrible, so, isn't it? Thanks ever so much for that. No worries. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in. We've had over a thousand downloads of the Casimir Engine Show podcast. I really appreciate everyone who's tuned in, everyone who's listened. We march ever onwards, so I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. The Casimir Engine. Reliably mediocre.